Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you are listening to episode 123 of the podcast. Today we are talking about a current affair and I'm going to be speaking to Phelan Gurn of Manor Hamilton and Maureen Martin of Balnamore after the announcement of two grants to both towns under the Rural Regeneration Fund made by Minister Michael Ring earlier this week. Balnamore have been granted $1.73 million for the junction project at the old St. Phelan's College at the top of the town. We're going to be talking to Maureen very shortly about what that entails. We have detailed it on the show in the past, but Maureen's going to refresh our memory in terms of what this means for the town. While moving north to Manor Hamilton, Councillor Phelan Gurn will be telling us all about their $1.61 million grant and the changes that that is going to make through the town. It is, of course, part of the Rural Regeneration and Development Fund, and Minister Ring made the announcement on Wednesday, much to, uh, to the delight of everybody across the county, particularly those in Manor Hamilton and Balnamore. Let's get on with the story, and let's jump over to have a chat with Maureen Martin in Balnamore. I'm joined by Maureen Martin of Balnamore Community Council who are delighted with the awarding of 1.7 million euros for their project at the old St. Phelan's College. Maureen, welcome back to the programme. Thank you, Brefney. And we're absolutely thrilled here in Balnamore. It's fantastic news for the town and for the surrounding area. Now, we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago on the show about this very project and we went fairly in depth into what was happening or what the plan was at the time and everything was up in the air. It must be nice to to know that the vast majority of the money is now in place and that this project is going to come to fruition. Oh, yes, it's very, very exciting. It's, it's known as the Junction Project because it's on the site of the old railway station and uh, there are um, four elements to it, really. There's a co-working digital hub and that's tied in with the Leitrim Enterprise Fund. And you know yourself the success of the Hive and Carrick and Shannon. So they started off with just hot desks and they've built this and they're they're continuing to be successful. So we aim to be as successful as it here in Ballinamore. We also have an art school, which is very, very um, of great interest to a wide range of people here in this area because um, art isn't actually on the on the curriculum in the school, even though it's taught after school. But to have an art school that will cater for all ages is just fantastic. It's it's a really good thing for Ballinamore. And then we're having coming on board the North Connacht Youth Project and the Faroga. So we have two youth projects coming on board, but they bring with them different services. And we're very, very uh, excited about having the North Connacht Youth Project in particular. Uh, they bring a lot of um, liaison and Garda liaison and Tusla and all those kind of services with it. Faroga has been running a long time, the club here in Ballinamore, and they've been struggling with having to move premises on several occasions. They started off in the old tech and was too, the room was too small. They moved to the hall and the hall has been renovated and they're now in, in the old national school. But they've never had a place to store their own um equipment and paint a wall or decorate or do anything creative so this will be fantastic for them and we really welcome the news that Faroga has been included as well uh, overall it's just the whole thing is just so so exciting and to foster jobs here in a town that it has lost a lot of jobs down through the years 
and providing new skills and creative activities for all age groups. Uh, it's very, very inclusive and um, it covers the full catchment area of Bal- the Community Council catchment area of Ahawillan, Ochnishilan, Coralihan, Ballamore, Drumreilly and Fina. And uh, um, we really, really welcome it. And I have to say a huge thank you to Mary Quinn in particular, um, Suzanne, uh, the engineers and all the other staff in Leitrim County Council because they worked flat out at it and uh, they had the common sense to engage Liam Scollin, consultant, who did a fabulous job on the application and he worked so well with the Ballinamore Area Community Council and our steering group. Like There was so much input into this behind the scenes and it has gone on since 2015 really. 2016 we got the 100,000 in the towns and villages and we knocked that link building, the the kind of modern bit to the building and left the two listed buildings either side and they're what we're going to be working with now and when the site is developed and the Greenway, which is due to start soon, Leeds County Council are going to start soon on the Greenway, it will be running in through the grounds as well so hopefully at some stage we'll have a Greenway head office there and maybe a bicycle repair shop or something as well. You might There's huge potential to yeah, you it's, can, it's wide open. You can hear the excitement in your voice, Maureen. Can you tell us a little bit, for people who might not be that familiar with Ballinamore, can you tell us exactly where the site is located and what buildings we're talking about here? It's um, up at the top of the town as you branch off for the Swadland Bar Road where the Garda station is on the left-hand side and then you, uh, the other road, the R199, is going down to Ballyconnell, Newton Gore. It's in, in between the two roads. It's, it was the original railway station which closed in 1959. And then uh, the secondary school, the boys' secondary school started in it, and they built this uh, flat roof link building and, and toilets in it and that to link the, the two parts of the railway building together. And that's what we knocked then when we got the Towns and Villages grant, so that we'd be working with two historic buildings also, while the work was going on, um, they did a bit of excavation and they found the, the original turntable where the train used to sit on to turn around to go in into the coach house for repairs. And that's going to be, uh, there's going to be a feature made out of that and that's very exciting as well. Uh, the walk, the walkway inside in it as well is going to, it's not going to feel like a railway track, but it's going to look like a railway track through um, artistic work of, of um, Tarm Academy and that. So it'll look like the railway track is running through the grounds. Um, it sounds actually brilliant and the very, very best luck to you. It's great to be talking about positive news stories out of Ballinamore because it's been a couple of rough weeks for the region. It has indeed, yeah. And o- over the years, I mean, we have struggled. We started off here with um, massive factories and industries and all the rest. And with the recession, they all went and factories in no small towns are being replaced. And then once our hardware store went, then really our small coffee shops and different things went with it as well. And we, we did struggle big time, but the people are very uh, loyal and there's a great atmosphere in the town and anytime anything comes up everybody pulls together and that was clearly seen with the steering group and the the formation of the steering group as an umbrella group of the community council last year when Liam Scollin came and did the the look into the future the for Ballinamore and where we were going to go and we highlighted our 10 priorities and thankfully the 
uh, childcare was the first priority and they're working on the planning permission in now for their new childcare building. Um, the hall, the Island Theatre is under construction at the moment. And now this, so we're, we're, we're marching truly quickly through our top priorities. No. And it has been a whole collaboration of um, between Leitrim County Council, the steering group, the all the committees in the town, the, the hall committee, and all have come together and pulled together to, to get this to the stage it's at. How important was that community-wide planning process, Maureen? Well, we wouldn't have got the grant application unless that the, the council and the, the the Rural Development Fund were happy that it was a collaboration and that it was all inclusive and that we weren't building a white elephant on one side of the town that wasn't going to blend in with the rest of the town. Like I can see in the future the digital hub growing and growing because a lot of people prefer to work from home now and quite a number of people are working in Dublin at the minute to drive up every morning and back down every evening. They can maybe go to Dublin three days and work from the digital hub two days. So I can see us looking for uh, extra office space fairly quickly and we have lots of empty buildings around the town that uh, can be rejuvenated again. Like it's it's a win-win situation everywhere. No, it all sounds very, very positive. In terms of a timeline going forward, Maureen, have you any idea? I know it's very soon after the, the announcement of the grant, but like, is there a ballpark date on maybe a sod turning or a, an official opening? Or How many years down the line are we looking? Well, it'll probably take two to three years to complete the whole thing fully. But as regards sod turning and that, we haven't had time to liaise with the council staff or... Um, make any decisions on it yet like the news only broke yesterday but um, we have a, a few people selected that generally liaise with the county council and we'll be in contact with them early this week next week but, and, but um, effectively we are in a situation where you're you're shovel ready as these projects are called oh yes yeah yeah the um, section 8 uh, planning has gone through and the the users have um, signed letters of agreement that they will Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have got the grant either. We had to uh, cross every T on this because if they thought that we were making up facts to say that, well, we will have this and we might have that, this was, we have this and this is what's going to happen. Excellent, excellent. Well, listen, Moin, thank you very much for joining me. Great to hear some positive news around the county in terms of positive investment. And I'm absolutely delighted for you. You did start off air before we started recording. You did say it's made the last 20 years of voluntary work at Ballinamore worth it. That's lovely to hear that. Um, and uh, thank you. The, uh, the congratulations to all your work and also the work of the committee around you that supports you uh, in everything that you're doing in Ballinamore. The very best of luck with this project. Thanks very much, Brefley. Thank you. Of course, Balnamore, not the only area in the county celebrating the announcement of the grants earlier in this week. Manor Hamilton also delighted. I'm joined by Phelan Gurn, independent councillor and also a business owner on the main street there in Manor Hamilton. Phelan, welcome back to the programme. Thanks, Brethren. How are you? I'm great. Now, you must be absolutely delighted with the news this week. Yeah, we're really delighted because... Um it was something that's been in the plan for the last four or five years on the REDS programme, right? It's rural regeneration. And then the rural regeneration fund of, I think it's one billion over the next 10 years. So last year we weren't ready. We hadn't our planning permission got. And uh, that's what stopped us from getting it. Tarek received the money last year. But in fairness, um, it was great news to see that Manor Hamden and Banlamore both got it. 
because we really thought we were competing against each other for the fund. In fairness, we thought that both Banlamore and Manorhampton would be competing against each other for this fund. And in fairness, Minister Ring has delivered for both towns, which is well-deserved. And in fairness, it tells you the work that has been done by Leitrim County Council officials behind the scenes in getting these two projects across the line. Now, we did have you on the show for at length a couple of weeks ago talking about what this would entail. But just refresh our memories a little bit in terms of the, the exact projects that this funding will be going towards. Well, part of it is the entrance into Manorhampton as you come up to Bray. Part of it is then the public realm. So part of it is then around the Market Square area, um, around, around that area and, and street lighting and landscape. Then part of it is... Uh, for the future development of factory use, say, and jobs and employment in the town, and at the back of, say, MCI Miranda, it's a public kind of road entrance in there and enabling that as a site that's in there for 13 acres to be developed, a future development for factory use for the town going forward. Like everybody else in every other town, we have a large base of manufacturing jobs in our town. We're really, really lucky. But as you've seen in other areas yesterday, like if one factory goes or something like that, look at the side effects that it has in the town. So with this, we have the future plan to see can we draw future employment in the town. Although we have a lot of jobs, we're really, really lucky. For a population of nearly 1,500 people, we have 1,100 jobs, something like that, which is remarkable. So it's just to keep going forward and keep focused. A lot of these factories that we have are here for the last 20, 30, 40 years, you know, so it's just... To keep, to keep ahead of the momentum and, and to keep up with if there is jobs and uh, locations to be scouted for in the future that we have a designated area for factory use. In terms of the, the timeline going forward, I suppose we've just heard from Ballinamore about the projected timeline that they have for the actual sod turning and maybe a potential opening. We're talking months and years down the line. Where are we in Manor Hamilton? Obviously, you mentioned that the plan information is now in place this funding isn't completely 100% funding for the project. Where does the rest of the money come from and how long are we talking about? Yeah, I suppose really technically the way the council and everybody's frustrated, like when we do the funding, um, is everybody's really frustrated how long it takes to draw down the money, uh, whether there's different issues right across the line. I suppose really you're talking hopefully of, of a year, I suppose, that it'll be all drawn down and, and the work completed. Maybe I'm wrong with that time frame. But um, as regards with the funding is, like everybody else and uh, all these schemes that are out there, uh, you don't get fully funded. So that's where rates comes into play. That's where local property tax and our rates and our businesses come in. So th- there has to be a, um, a, there's a shortcoming there, I think, of probably four or five hundred thousand in the Manor Hamilton one and probably five or six hundred thousand i think in the Ballinamore one so that has to be that has to be got by the county councils so with with that they're going to have well we've already done with the local property tax so now we're having our budget meeting on, on monday so we're talking probably about an increase in rates and business as well but i suppose we've all been reevaluated for the businesses and um i think about 10 Years ago, before I was ever in the council, I went into the chambers and I talked to getting the rates frozen on business at the time because it was really, really hard time. With the late Tommy Hardy, we went into the chambers and Kieran Smith, I think, from Banlamore as well. And we got the rates frozen. The rates has been frozen really in business in the last 11 years. I suppose really when county councils on the other side of it now being from the business side is when the council is looking for funding and future projects and funding to get across the line the first thing they'll say to them, have you increased your rates now we've all been revalued which is the other side of this i mean my own rates have doubled 
uh, and uh, it's a significant hit to take. I suppose the frustration part of this would be that if you see that there's not some money coming to your town, like which we're after getting the 1.6, 1.7 million, you're questioning yourself, what are you paying the rates for? As part of this project too in the town, we're getting funding nearly 200,000 of it is going to a future car park in at the back of um, Sean McDermott Street, which will enable 30 car park spaces there coming off the N16. So there is a significant um, allocation of money spread right across the board in Manorhampton, no more than that in Banlamore. And it's for the regeneration. Now, everybody knows um, your main streets are dying of debt in our small towns. This is part of that fund to enable that if somebody for streetscape, I'm not going to say to you that it's going to create jobs at the minute, but if somebody comes into a small town and they see the streetscape looking well and they see the landscape looking well, then they might invest in the town. And then it's up to us as businesses and as chambers and everything else to try and draw businesses onto our main street. As you know, our main objective is to try and get the SLNCR across the line. And that will be a project now that Leitrim County Council want to get shovel ready. So that's a big project that, of course, will take more funding as well. It's a 15 million project, I think, just for the Leitrim side of it alone. So the council will have to come up with 3 million themselves. Um, But it is something that we think can be achieved and it's something that we have to keep going for. Now, we spoke to Andrew McGloin, Cahirlick of Leitrim County Council, a couple of weeks ago, and we went through the increase in the property tax at the time. It was a 15% increase, which amounted, if I remember from memory, around 300,000, maybe slightly under 300,000 in income. That's less than is required for both Balnamore and Manor Hamilton individually. Is it realistic that Leitrim County Council can find this money? Well, they're going to have to find the money because, I mean, when you go in for these funds, you have to you have to have so much in your in your account. And I mean, there was a ten million plan for extension to Leitrim County Council offices that was there in the last two years, and that's after being wiped out to enable funding for for projects like this. I mean, we were brought in at the start of the year at the new county council and said, here, listen, there is major projects for the next five years. I think it's two hundred and eighty odd million of projects. And um, enabling that, you have to have money in the in the bank account. So I suppose one part of this is, unfortunately, local property tax had to go up. I think somebody in 90 euros would be paying 103 euros, so it's 13 euros. I don't know what the other escapes uh, of the of the uh, scale of the uh, increases is, but you're talking technically uh, in rates. I think it'll be five percent on properties tax. You're talking maybe 250 euros, maybe on some properties. People might ask you, why is that? And that's a lot in the current climate. But to enable us to get funding across the line, to enable us to be in with a chance of getting funding, it's something, unfortunately, that we have to do at this present time. Yeah, we've seen that the property tax has risen across rural Ireland. It's not just here in County Leitrim, but we've gone to the maximum 15%. And we spoke to Enda about at length. I see why that's happening, and I understand it, and it gives us the opportunity to, to put investment into these kind of projects that hopefully will continue that rising tide in the county. You mentioned, and Enda mentioned at the time, about rates. There's a meeting on Monday. I hadn't intended to speak to you about this, but seeing as you've brought it up, are you telling us that there will more than likely be a rates increase on Monday? Can businesses around the county expect that? Well, I'm saying this is what the talk is at the minute. I will know more after after Monday. It's, it's a 5% increase, and it's year on year. 
um, that will be looked at and it's enabling to get a fund in place that if there is projects that needs to be delivered in Leitrim and in fairness to Leitrim County Council We've we've been very very lucky, especially with Minister Rings Department, and and I, I'd like to thank him personally for that. Like I mean, in fairness, he backed the Banlamore project, he backed the the Carrick project, he backed the Manor Hamilton project, and in fairness, he gave us another five hundred thousand through the leader program. That because we're one of the top nine out of twenty six counties, actually have money spent through the leader program. So in fairness, a lot of money has come through his department. And in fairness, of all the ministers who are as good as he is, the Leitrim, we wouldn't have any problem drawing down this funding. And in fairness, that's where your property tax goes, that's where your rates goes. Unfortunately, all these funds are not 100% allocated. So you have to fight to come up with that 10 or 20% for the projects to get them across the line. Now, of course, you have, as we mentioned, a foot in both camps. You'll be in the council chamber on Monday for that budget meeting. But... Your day job is essentially running a, a public house in Manor Hamilton. How will that 5% year-on-year rates increase affect your business and, I suppose, similar businesses around the county? Well, listen, I personally understand what business is going through. I think in the last year, this has been one of the roughest years that I think of being in business. I just think it's unchallenged times. I think the drink driving campaign has really changed Irish attitudes to socialising and drinking. I think that all the increases that we have seen, we've seen ESB, we've seen insurance, we've seen PRSI, PRSI and staff, we've seen the VAT rate from 9 to 13.5%. We can't keep taking much more hits, but at the same point in time, um, we have to come up with new plans to get people into, into rural Ireland, to get people spending, looking at rural Ireland. And as you all know, Brefnia, as tourism is my main thing that I've been trying to push. I mean, tourism and tourism projects will create jobs. We see there what the Blue Way has done in Drumshambo, how it is, how it has lifted Drumshambo uh, to be on par now with Carrick and Shannon. So it's something that we need in the north of the county. No more than that, if you look back at, I think there was a nationwide done a program in 1994 about the waterways, and the waterways opened up Cavan, Fermanagh, and Leitrim. And at the time, it was an unbelievable amount of money that was got. It was 25 million pounds in 1994 that was got to open the waterways. Look at what the waterways has done for Leitrim. So we're talking about the same emphasis now with greenways and blueways and everything else. We have to change and we have to keep trying to diversify our tourism product to create jobs in the county. As businesses, we know with Brexit and everything else, people are holding back. It's undecided decisions what's happening on the larger scale. And we know that um, because of this, there's certain uncertainties right across the, the, the board. I mean, you have there like um, car companies can't make a decision. So that has a knock-on effect maybe in a small town like Manorampton with MCI as regards car mirrors. So until this is decided and this Brexit thing is sorted out, all we can do is, is, is try and go forward through the whole lot. But I mean, um, as regards businesses, um, I totally understand that right across the board, this has been one of the toughest years that people will look back. 
Yeah. Well, I suppose I didn't intend for it to take that slightly negative twist over the last five or six minutes when we sat down to have a chat with you. But I think we'll get back to the number of what we're talking about here today. And that is, of course, the fantastic news that there is going to be that investment by the government and Minister Ring's department into Manor Hamilton, as well as Ballinamore in the county. And it is overall very positive news. The rest of the money will be found, as you mentioned, it'll come from various sources in uh, under the remit of Leitrim County Council. Uh, but I just wanted to say congratulations to everybody involved in this. I know you and your committee up there in Manor Hamilton have been working away diligently behind the scenes quietly to make sure that this got across the line. And no more than yourself, the com- similar committee in Ballinamore and the staff of the council, I think it's been a fantastic week for the county and the very best of luck with everything as it progresses over the next months and years. Thank you, Bethany. That's great. Thank you. And that, folks, is all we have time for today on A Current Affair. Thank you so much to Maureen Martin and Phelan Gurren for their time and having a conversation with me about all of the impact that this grant of a total of £3.3 coming into the county will mean for those two particular areas, not just the towns of Ballinamore and Manor Hamilton, but the areas immediately around them as well. There is, of course, some little hiccups, as we heard Phelan say, but I'm sure the council will work away diligently at raising that finance, and unfortunately it might mean a rise in rates later this week as we wait to see how that develops. We can but be just thankful that there is some investment coming towards County Leitrim that will hopefully help us rise that tide and bring more jobs and more work and more people to this part of the island. That is a current affair for today. I will be back tomorrow with Kiss My Arts, where I sit down for a conversation with Carrie Gallon writer Kevin McManus and his new book, The Dark Path. Talk to you then.